you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks again for allowing this broadcast to come across your airways, be part of your lives. We're, we, we got going. We've been in this subject, narcissism. And I mentioned earlier on that we were going from narcissism to the life of Christ and other things along the way. But we were going to hang out here for a while and talk about real stories of real people and maybe even bring some people on. That's the goal. I, I'm, I'm hopefully thinking that over the next eight or 10 days, you'll hear from a couple guests and and, and let them uh, tell us their stories so that they can help you out. And, and uh, you know, Brother Kevin, uh, from L.A., California, San Diego, California right now, outside of Camp Pendleton, how are you this day, brother? I'm doing great. Yeah, me too, brother. So we got going on Homewrecker, the Homewrecker, and, and this one's the Homewrecker uh, 2. And I was just getting into – talking about how Satan sows discord, how he comes into a family, how different things like that happen. You, you know, we know that he comes in as a tempter. We know that he comes in with lies and deceptions. And one of the ways I was reading the verses in Matthew chapter 13, 24 through 28, another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which soweth good seed in his field. You know, uh, folks, when, when we would plant when I was a kid, we spent the extra quarter, even though back then it was a whole lot of money for every pound of seed to make sure we got good seed. But then the Bible says, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. And, you know, folks, and I stopped there, you know, kind of mid-parable thought here to say that as families, we've got every requirement. As people of God, as relationships, as friendships, as whatever, we have every requirement, every reason to do the right thing and to plant the right seed, and we do that. Uh, we There's so much fruit out there, and there's one of the reasons I was beginning to say we we remember that the Bible does talk about separation, and we know that we're supposed to prefer the brethren. Separation began in the Garden of Eden. You know, this is all yours, paradise. This is all yours, but there's one thing over here is just for me, so stay away from that. But we as people, we got to go to that tree. And, uh, and, and so these wicked ones, that tree goes over there and they come into our lives and they throw the wrong seed out. So all the seed we've been growing and the fruit we've been working on it for years, for decades, for, uh, in the church, in the Bible, in the word of God, planting churches, doing things. And, and somebody will call somebody and lie and somebody else will say they didn't lie. And before you know it, he said, she said, and you could write a country song about it. But the saddest thing about this the kingdom of God sometimes suffers. So along the way, we got to stop. We got to resist the devil in this whole matter. We got to submit ourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And so, so Kevin, we, we're talking about how this happens. Uh, 
and how great families like those families listening to us, great people say, how in the world can someone come into a family and ruin lives? How in the world can this happen? It's because of the fruit, brother, right? It's because some people, they're serving a pure God, a wonderful God. They're doing things right. They're growing. They're learning. But, you know, there's three angels spoke about in the Bible. And one of them was Satan. And uh, so out of three angels given by name, obviously a lot more angels were spoken about, thousands of them. But out of three given by name, one of them bailed and went bad. Should, should our heads be on a swivel, brother? I mean, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking that, um, you know, in the scriptures, there's, there's a reality that um, deception and of which narcissism is one type, you know, to me, a narcissist is not just selfishness is selfishness with, um, deception. You know, this is pretending to be a, for someone else when they're actually for themselves. Uh, that's one symptom. I mean, that's one identifier of narcissism is, is the, um, you know, the, they, they need to be admired, but they're actually love bombing someone else, you know, partially to get admiration and um and they may you know we talk about a psychopath type of person you know the, the a psychopath is a you know it's kind of like this twin brother of narcissism you know one's fraternal and one's you know one's a brother and one's a sister but they're they're still twins you know they're they're different but they're the same but the psychopath you know they're not the wide-eyed crazy person that's drooling till they kill someone it's the guy sitting in the cubicle at work who may be a a, 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 a very quiet individual, but at, at, they're thinking only about what they want to get and how they can get it and then how they will use the people around them as instruments to get that. And um, and so, you know, the, the, they exploit people, take advantage of them to achieve their own goals, whether it's admiration or whether it's to destroy someone else. It's all for the same goal. It's for them. And, uh, you know, talking about the homewrecker in the last episode, a, um, you know, I'm familiar with the situation um, where someone, you know, did come in. And I don't know that the original goal was to destroy a home so much as to exalt themselves in the eyes of as many people as possible. And in the case that I'm thinking of, the shortest distance between the two points of, of where they're at to where they wanted to go was to cut off the some of the family members from some of the other family members and that's satan's biggest ploy is is to you know to to uh divide and conquer so you know the idea of the love bombing is some but then i i stop and think okay so how does a narcissist destroy the the um you know, if he's going to try to draw some people in, whether they'll be useful idiots or just instruments of his own that he can kind of own. And in other words, there'll be followers of his. But if if a guy won't follow or a woman won't follow them, in other words, they see through them and they just kind of like not on board, then why are they going to destroy him? And how are they going to destroy him? Well, the Bible says, um, and I don't have the verse reference in front of me, but it says that um, uh, who can stand before envy? Who can stand before envy? In other words, you really can't. You just, you, you can't. And when you're around a narcissist, they are envying people 
better than them. And so they will project against that person. They will project just like they're a movie projector. They're going to project the image of their own evil onto that person. So in the situation I'm thinking about this, that, that I was, you know, the familiar with was that individual. If, if that person had, um, uh, any criminal criminality, uh, you know, okay. It's someone else. This is what they did. They're the rapist. They're the, they're the person that did wrong. If, if the person was covetous, you know, okay, look at that individual out there. Look how covetous he is. That person's so covetous. Well, you know, it's the old statement. If you want to go, if you're, if you're wanting to buy a new Lexus, all of a sudden you notice everyone, you know, everyone has got a Lexus. And if you're guilty of a sin, all of a sudden you notice everyone else's sin. But a narcissist says, I don't have this problem. Look, they have the problem. And, and if you don't agree with it, that you've got to be brought down. And, um, and unfortunately, you know, there are some people that will fall for it because often narcissists are the most magnetic individuals. They, they are, um, they just, they're, 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 uh, great leaders. Um, they're not just type A personality. They are people that want to, uh, you know, again, use people. And I'm just, um, Brother, I'm just I'm just wanting to encourage people. There are people out there, I'm sure, that are listening, that are saying, "What in the world? I I don't know what's up. I I'm, yeah. I'm my emotions yeah. are dull. I'm numb because, you know, I thought this person was admirable, but I found out that that they're actually the opposite. And so, I I've been lied to about under other individuals like King Saul lying about David. You know, can you imagine the people that served under Saul one day when they're realizing that when Saul was saying David is this rebel, that actually he was a better man. So I, I again, I just want to encourage people, hang in there. God's keeping the record and uh, get some advocacy and uh, don't let it rob your joy because the joy robbers are robbing what belongs, what came from God for you as your strength. Nehemiah chapter eight, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't let them rob your joy, uh, uh, get it from God. Yeah. And that's good stuff. And I think it always comes down to this with narcissists, the three P's we used to call them in the army, power, pride, and personnel. You want power, you want, it's your pride, you want it to grow, and you want more personnel. Think about that, folks. It's like following the money. It always goes back to the same place, and that's Satan. We'll be right back to talk about how we can stay away. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Folks, it's about power, pride, and personnel. So what do we do? Well, number one, I think, coming back from what Kevin's saying, some of you out there hurting, we've been there, we've stood there. Uh, our voices have shake, shaken, uh, been shaken, we've cried, we've wept, we've been on our knees. And folks, if you're there, 
a couple things need to happen. We always got to look out for this. We we got all this wheat we want to plant. We make sure that nobody's throwing tares out there. So we got to beware of false prophets. The Bible tells us in Matthew 7, 15, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. So we you know, we want to warn you that not everybody who's carrying a Bible, not everybody who's claiming things, not everybody who's, uh, you know, charismatic, not everybody who's appealing and attractive, not everybody who seems to sound right, act right, wears the right cologne, wears the right perfume, has the, his or her hair done just right. Not every one of them is right. We need to be careful. We need to be slow. We need to test the spirits, the Bible tells us. In First John 4, 1, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And uh, so we need to test spirits. We need to get to know people. We need to be taught and teach each other how to discern whether or not they align with God's truth and us. And, and, and certainly I'm thinking here that, you know, sometimes when we test the spirit, uh, people will come up to me and say, you know, Doug, I knew that. I felt that in my heart. It, it felt off it felt wrong. People warned me about that. Folks, that's the spirit saying no. This is the wrong spirit. The Holy Spirit of God, which is in you, has got this covered. And then the danger of self-deception, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. And there's an important applying God's teaching in our life. So if we're going to keep our garden pure, if we're going to keep our seed right, if we're going to take care of things, we got to understand there's a danger in self-deception. We can't throw our head in the sand and forget about things. And then we constantly read God's word, learning from God's word. We're seeking wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is a principal thing over in Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. So wisdom and understanding will help guard against you. They build walls. Remember that Satan's a deceiver. And the great dragon was cast out, and that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Understand something. Kevin said this yesterday in this broadcast. Understand something. The devil, if he can't have you, he wants your family. And then we got to stand firm, folks. And I'll pass this back to Kevin. We need to stern stand firm in the faith. I I apologize about my voice. This new COVID is the whole sore throat, nasal drippage kind of thing. But it says, put on, in Ephesians 6, 11, that wonderful verse, put on the whole armor of God. And folks, when you get in your, when you got your armor on, people can shoot at you, but it doesn't hurt. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So equip oneself. Equip yourself every day with truth, righteousness, with, I mean, gird your loins, be ready, and have that sword all shined up, be in the word of God. Oh, folks, learn that word of God, Kevin. Learn it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the scripture says, um, talking about the need for separation from someone who's like that. It says in Proverbs 14, 7, go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. So um, there's there's a time when just based on the stuff that someone's spewing out of their mouth, I mean, they may not be standing there 
um, you know, performing immoral acts where you have to morally separate, you know, we, we know come out from among them and be as separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing. You know, that's, that's, that's good scripture as far as staying morally separate, ecclesiastically separate from uh, a bad doctrine. But, you know, we're talking about just individuals who are toxic and, and they, uh, they're so narcissistic that, you know, I think the first thing you mentioned it, Doug, is is to discern whether or not uh, you said, believe not every spirit, try the spirit. Uh, I love, you know, Nehemiah in, in, in the book of Nehemiah, he's building a wall. He's got a mission. He's got a burden. He's got a vision. He's got a strategy. As he's doing that, just like anyone that's listening, once you start to serve God, you have a mission, a strategy, a vision. You're, you've got plans. You're, you want to serve God. You want to get into a good church and be faithful. As you do that, Satan's got people. You know, Satan's not going to stand at the foot of your bed as, as a uh, man with horns. He's going to show up usually uh, in, in, in the person of someone who's there to 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 rob you of that vision, that strategy, that that uh, desire to serve God. So in Nehemiah chapter six, verse 12, there was uh, someone that came up, I believe it says, uh, afterward, I came into the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Metabiel, who was shut up. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God. And, uh, and let's, you know, they're going to come and kill you. And this is what it says in verse 12. And lo, says Nehemiah, lo, I perceive that God had not sent him. But that he pronounced his prophecy against me for to buy it and Sam Ballot had hired him. So follow the money. There was something to be gained by this individual Shemaiah, this no name guy who just appears for a verse or two. And he's but he's trying to detract and distract Nehemiah from the work of God. So there's going to be people in your life. Uh, that are, uh, that are, you know, narcissists is one breed of them, but that's what we're talking about. Again, narcissists is not just someone who's selfish, not just someone that lies, you know, that, 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 that tells, you know, that tells untruth sometimes. This is someone who literally has uh, crystallized in their mind that they are, that they're not going to do it the, the, the right way. They're pathological liars or they, they're pathologically entitled. They just feel like, again, you are their instrumentality. <laughs> so if you're in that situation, um, man, we, you know, the best thing to do is this, what we're talking about, get yeah. away from it. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking about this today. I was writing to encourage someone else that was going through something similar with a narcissistic person in their life. And they said, this person's very close to me and it's very difficult to get away from them. And I don't know who they were talking about, but I said this, I said, remember Jesus was close to many people, but he either, there was, he made a distinction. We can read a distinction between his ministry where he was the energy giver that I like that term because he is the one going with the joy and attempt to give the joy of the Lord to others through their salvation or through their, their surrender and then <clears throat> that was ministry. So you're going in knowing I'm not going to get anything from this individual. I'm going to give. And then you retreat back to fellowship. So that he had his ministry people and then he had his fellowship people. And the fellowship people were ones he'd already won by, by investing in them. And then eventually 
Peter, James, and John became the inner circle of fellowship. But even still, sometimes he had to, you know, just be the energy giver, as it will. But, uh, you know, we need to realize that if we're close to somebody and they're an energy drawer, if it, if it's not a ministry situation and God hasn't told you stick around and win that person, get soaked in the word of God, pray, and then go spend some time with them and then retreat back for refill, you may just need to get away from them. They're, they're not going to be fellowship. They're going to be an energy taker. Yeah, there it is, folks. We got to be careful. Now, I beseech you, brethren, mock them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine when she have learned and avoid them for they are such serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple folks. Don't be the simple. We serve a great God. Mark them, man. If someone's causing division, call everybody in your family, in your tribe, say, stay away from them. They're coming for you. They're going to take that bag of tear seed out there and they're going to throw it in your field and they're going to try to explode your family. We love you folks. You know how to get a hold of us. Listen to everything charity has to say. We'll talk to you again next week. Make sure you come back. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast at health for wounded spirits. We believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.